and welcome to episode 404 of Vigigame Game Apocalypse. I'm Michael Raparez, your Error. host, coming Error. to you. <laughs> yeah, not found. Coming to you from the John Bacon Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Go to patreon.com slash laser time if you want to get in on the studio naming action. Who else is here with me? Chris Antista, and I put all my money into uh, Babbage's. That was a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. And who else? Handsome Matt Allen. And that's it. It's going to be a fun show. I forget how we came up with this topic, Matt. You might have to explain oh. it. Well, I don't want to spoil too much, but I'll just say there is a we were train level. We were going to run a Hitman train on Matt for his birthday. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, and I said, "God, that'd be this." As I was as I was taking it, I said, "God damn, this would be a great top five. Woo woo! <laughs> it's that woo woo. Uh, only in the morning, Chris. Yeah. Only in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, top five uh, uh, train love levels. You, Bub Rub. <laughs> he's, I, he's still got to be out there kicking it, right? Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if you type in whatever happened to, I'm pretty sure Google automatically fills it with Bub Rub. Yeah, um, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's the executive producer on Tosh.0 or something. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, didn't Tosh do the <laughs> redemption know. thing? Yeah, he, he did a redemption with Bub Rub. Um, mm-hmm. No, but this topic, yeah, there is a there is a train, let's just say a train segment in the new Hitman game, and I went. God, I feel like I've done this before. Oh, right. It's because I have yes. maybe hundreds of times now in video games there, over there the years. There are a lot of train levels out there and train segments. So this list, in attempting to do a top five about them, I, like all of our things, it is completely definitive because our word is law. But yeah. also it should just be taken as a selection of our favorites. Some some real standouts that we think deserve attention when yeah. looking for train levels of quality. The other thing I've noticed when I look at our list here is, as I do feel like we've put a little variety in here. There, yes. a lot of a lot of train levels variety. play the same. You yes. know, a lot of train levels are climb on top of a car, shoot some guys, go down in through cars, shoot some guys, mm-hmm. walk and, across a bunch of big flatbeds, maybe pick up some weapons from unsecured trunks. Why are they hauling so many metal pipes? Always the questions, the important questions. I don't know. They're easy to render. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I should say, I didn't lobby too hard for them, but I really wanted Buster Bus Loose on here. But side-scrolling train levels aren't special, but they really did feel like it a long time ago. They were pretty novel when you were having... Mm. You were, all of a sudden, you were in a belt scroller on a moving platform. Yes. Yeah, the subway in Final Fight. This shit rules. Mm-hmm. Or the... the was it Bury My Shell at Wounded Knee and Ninja Turtles? Turtles yeah. in Time? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. I, 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 I was trying to think of my favorite, but like, yeah, a bunch of Mickey games do it well. I love love a side-scrolling train level. I really do. Yeah. They are a lot of fun. Whether whether you have to avoid the train or ride the train. And, you know, a bunch of other stuff happening this week. Obviously, we are going to plumb the weird depths of the GameStop stock story. The GameStop story. Uh, yeah. Yes. The stonks. The game stonks. Stonk. Game stonks. Stonk. That's game yeah, welcome to game Finally, Stonk. finally, I don't have to mix up. Whether it's GameSpot or GameStop anymore, I can just say GameStop. I I did on my portfolio actually. Yeah. That was another <laughs> huge mistake. But I but I I've known a lot of people there. I'm thinking <laughs> it, it's got to be the first time in history where you can you can sell something you got a GameStop for more than you paid for it, right? <laughs> Clever. But yes, we will jump into all this stuff right after this. 
Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. Not drunk, but I'm always confused. How many times did I talk about Mega Man 3? And how many times have I said, I think Mega Man 3 is actually the best Mega Man of the age? I agree. Yeah, yeah, hard to agree. Yeah. 2 was my first Mega Man game. It is near flawless. It is wonderful, but the level designs and the boss designs and the music is like, just kick it all up. It's beyond nostalgia for me with Mega Man 3. I love Mega Man 3. 3 also no. had, had Rush and Proto Man. Those were, those it did, were yeah. It had, that's, that's another thing. It had Rush. It, like instead of just one, two, three, you had this anthropomorphic, beautiful pink dog. And not um, to mention the first LGBTQ uh, Mega Man boss, Top Man. <laughs> so, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the thirty twenty ten video games edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash laser time in exchange for just five bucks, and you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? And we're back to talk about what? Woo! Woo! Come on, ride the train, choo-choo, no ride. Yes, the train. Uh, Train levels. Train levels. levels. Let's begin with... Number five! Some of that iconic bullet pinging. What could this be? Oh God! This Goldeneye. This is Goldeneye. <laughs> you know what's funny, Michael? Is I can't even. We can't hear the sounds when you play them so much. It, it fades after a second. But I knew when you said bullet pinging, it was Goldeneye. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I was I was refreshing my memory. I went back to watch this level on YouTube before, and I'm like, God damn! If they don't take that bullet pinging sound effect so much in that game, it's it's no other game's done it since. It's. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that constant ricochet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the the train level is fairly straightforward, as most train wow. levels tend to be. This is a cocking gun, and you don't <laughs> even get to see what's outside. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like an armored train, like a converted missile train, and you just like yeah, you, start- could, you you could just be in John Goodman's house in Ten Cloverfield Lane for all you know. Yeah, like this- <laughs> <laughs> that's true. There's there's no real sense of movement except that you assume you're moving, and you you start out like in a uh, like a cargo car and you have to fight your way up through some some surprisingly detailed sleeper cars and and uh, passenger cars and you're you're killing a whole bunch of russian troops the whole way a lot yeah a lot and then it's it's also you can get to the head of the train and uh, suddenly be Locked in with an explosion and have to wait while Natalia tensely hacks the the thing yeah. so you can figure out where you're going next while you've a counter's counting down you've got sixty seconds left and uh, I think easily the most iconic moment of this sounds like this. So uh, you get your laser watch and you yeah, cut yeah, away yeah. that panel in the floor. And uh, you escape, and then you get to run away dramatically from the train as it blows up. 
I know it was groundbreaking at the time, but when I was rewatching that, I'm like, I've seen Minecraft builds that look better than this, man. It looks it looks rough. It's rough. It's yeah. rough. But the, the 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 laser watch really was something. I don't know that like finally being able to see that in a game that was really fun. Yeah, and I got to tell, I didn't I didn't think about this game. I, the, this is the first time I thought about this level since Snowpiercer. Really? Be, yeah. Well, because like Snowpiercer, if you've seen the movie. I am not vouching for the show at all. I've not seen a single fucking frame of that shit. But you're you're you fight up to more elaborate <laughs> cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you start out in the, the lowly cargo areas. Yeah, just, just a bunch of crates and shit. Yeah. Snowpiercer sounds like a James Bond movie because it kind of has some really like does. double entendre, right? Like it sounds like he's boning in, mm-hmm. in the snow. It's yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Snow bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this, Let me show you my parabolic <laughs> This This level was remade for GoldenEye Reloaded, also for the, the Wii and later the 316 PS3, with Daniel Craig, appropriately, uh, supplanting Pierce Brosnan. Uh, the, the difference was you immediately derailed the train with a tank. So it's it's like a wrecked train that you, you jump into and, and fight through, and then like. There's there's bits outside of the train where it's it's like this wrecked industrial yard that you need to fight guards in, they and then you duck still back in. You couldn't have a first person fight on a moving train. It's it's still that difficult. I guess, yeah. Or it was, wow. you know, however many years ago. That that Ask the out. people at Capcom how they did it in Final Fight. It was amazing. Yeah, just just have a moving sprite layer in the background. Um, but but yeah, the, it also adds more cutscenes to the mix. Drop your gun, Mister Bond. It looks like your little adventure has come to an end. What are you going to do with the Goldeneye satellite? I'm afraid that's no concern of yours. You should have taken me up on the counterfeit vodka. I suspect your hangover from this is going to be much more painful. Yeah, that's uh, Zenia on a top and General Urimov threatening you oh, yeah. with guns. I, people were, were like legitimately upset to have Daniel Craig hmm. in this Pierce Brosnan only movie, but like I've never loved this movie at all. I only love the game. Yeah, so. I love the game. I love the movie because of the game. I think. Right. Yeah. I think people like the movie because we were coming coming off the uh, Timothy Dalton years, right? The yeah. It's, it, it, for me, for a little kid, it seemed like a really long time in yeah. between. It, I was I was, was a much younger kid when the last James Bond movie came out, and this was oh, I can. Get my parents to drive me to see this thing. Sweet. Xenia mm-hmm. yeah. top is the Bond girl that uh, what kills people with, with her thighs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yes. It's uh, Famke yeah. Jansen, yes. just squeezes them to death with her thighs. Uh, step on me, mommy. Step on me. I oh. never should have taught her that move. <laughs> I <did>. uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I was only bringing that, bringing that up because of the uh, uh, the Hitman. Who's the hit, Hitman developer? IO Interactive? Mm-hmm. Yes, so they just they're said, doing the Bond game. Oh, that's Yeah, and they just said, like, which Bond is it? And, like, it's none of the Bonds you know. It's just a new yeah. bond. All of them. We're all of them. It's <laughs> just an amalgamation of all bonds in one person. Or it's which just going to be Gennaro Bond. Who cares? Which would only be more hard now because there's been one blonde one. But yeah, mm. it's pretty easy to amalgamate all the bonds. Yeah. Well, I, I think more than uh, Daniel Craig, the, the bigger sin was that it does not give you the laser watch. You sh- mm. you just shoot a gun at that panel at the, at the little oh, brackets around the edges to make it fall off. Daniel Craig say something like, "Put this in a Jason Statham game." Like I use laser watches. Exactly. I have gadgets. It's like the laser watches apparently don't fit in with their their Call of Duty clone. 
And it's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I never yeah. played this, and I don't remember the reception being that grand for it. It wasn't good. No, it was like, it it's, it's like Bloodless Call of Duty that completely reimagines the events of the movie, like Robbie Coltrane playing Valentin, the, the Russian gangster. Um, that he's, he's just like in this, he's just like this wiry tattooed guy. It's like, Oh, what do you want with me and my club? And then he immediately gets killed. So it's like, I thought that guy just became Hagrid. Like he's permanently Hagrid. Now, yeah. No, he? he, I think he just lives as Hagrid now. I would. Yeah. He, yeah. He's the one person kid. You can always ride in his motorcycle without your parents' permission. Mm-hmm. Just no, get he's, on in. He's just still like, he's the only person still hanging around the, the rotting Harry Potter sets, cultivating a phantom of the opera like legend. <laughs> he lives on platform nine and three quarters, is what you're saying? No, no, no I'm just saying like somewhere there's like a Hogwarts set near a forest, and he's like oh, just, well, it's just probably just crumbling little it's probably a theme park. Yeah. yeah, probably. Uh, so anyway, it, it, yeah, but oh. Goldeneye, it was it was a fun, memorable thing to fight through. It had a cool conclusion. Let's not talk anymore about the Reloaded version. And God, that movie has not aged well. Like it's it's still fun, but it's fun in a very cheesy '90s kind of way. Like there's something yeah. very '90s about this movie. Yeah, it's hard to it's put not, your finger on. It's not very fun yet, but we did. Mm. I think I saw it for the first or second time on Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. We did a whole commentary on its anniversary. Wow, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a fun one. But is it as fun as number four? We don't want to kill any of you. Any more of you. <laughs> I give you my word, but trust me, we will. I work for Leviticus Corps. Come on, boys. We got our orders. Okay. You asked for it. We are opening this door. Four. Three, two, one. Seems our friends have gone deaf. Wake them up a little. Well, what could this one be? <laughs> Someone going, yeah, uh, that's that's Red Dead Redemption, yeah. the deuce. Yeah, have some faith! Uh, <laughs> yeah, Red Dead... Well, Jesus, Arthur! Well, the, uh, trains have always been a part of the Red Dead franchise, from the, sure. the armored train in Red Dead Revolver to the many potential train heists you can engage in in Red Dead Redemption 2. A lot of the time it's just like, there's trains going around the map, and... If you want to, you can just like get up and start holding up the customers. I, I just yeah. learned that today. Passengers. Like you can, you're free to rob these trains at any time. I never use them. It, yeah, it, it fucks up your wanted level a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those things. I think I did it once, maybe to get an achievement or something. But it was just like it wasn't worth it. You didn't get that much money, and it's like, ah, eh, there's better ways to make money in this. But it's cool. Like yeah. it's right up beside the train. Get on and 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 hijack. I mean. That's that's why I liked this entry on the list is this game finally kind of let you do All right, did you guys ever I mean I grew up near there. Did you guys ever go to Knott's Berry Farm back in the day? Never. Yeah. Okay, so it if for those listeners who have or may may not been, it's it's kind of like a cowboy Disneyland Knott's Berry Farm. It's got like an old west theme most of the park, but one oh, of the so, signature so lame. So it takes well, the theme of <laughs> No, it's pretty cool actually, but one of the okay. signature attractions back in the day was you would ride a train around the park and at some point some bandits would get on the train and pretend to hijack all of the the people there, you know, like hey, give me your watch, blah 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 blah. And mm-hmm. as a little kid that was fucking terrifying. And so right. to finally be able to do that in this game and like Arthur is mean when he's robbing the people on the train. He'll just straight up oh, like yeah. hit 
hits someone with the barrel of his gun, like, he does not give a shit. He, like, he and John Marston the... work together in one mission, and they are just assholes. Everything you got. Money. Valuables. We ain't leaving until this bag's full. You won't get a damn cent from me. Let me hand you over to my friend. Come on. Smart about it. Bitch. Come on, cough it up, people. Don't be shy. Yeah. yeah. Hit one of them and we'll scare the, the rest around them and they'll start forking over their valuables. Oh, I got to go back. Not not scary farm. While yes. you're being robbed at gunpoint. Mm. Do they have guns on them? Uh, not. They don't do that during scary farm. They mm. they only do it during Knott's Berry farm. But do they have guns when they have fake guns? Yeah, yeah. They have fake. Well, back in the 80s, they did. Probably now they're not allowed to. Like, little yeah, boy, was, give me your Casio. I would in the eighties. I remember. I remember being like TV commercials about how don't point your fake guns at people. And I remember I, I did it to one guy Jog, and he just went oh, and like took like a fucking huge stage dive. But I, that, I did yeah. they have to hold them in the air like the whole time, like at their heads. No, I mean they that this was again the eighties, so they would point them at you. Mm-hmm. You you knew you knew it was wow. fake though because you're like wow, you're dressed as a cowboy with a bandana over your face clearly you're not really here to rob me and paid money for this got a bunch of members of the crips gang that came in dressed like cowboys just to rob a theme park train god i, ran, be... I ran afoul of the knott's berry white crips and... <laughs> that, that that should have been a mission in like a saint's row you know like we're actually gonna rob the train at the theme park yeah, i think it, it was it was an episode of american dad too was that exact theme <laughs> nice mm-hmm. but no I, I i really appreciated that in red dead it's like you finally get to do what you see in so many of those movies like you're the bandit with the bandana over your face oh, and yeah. you're robbing a train yeah, go robbing a train and there, there's a couple story missions that involve train robberies of course the biggest one is the first one uh because not only do you have to fight on top of a train but you you make your nemesis for a pretty good chunk of the game off of that robbery and uh, it all yeah. starts because bill williamson done fucked up gotta be kidding me. Where did you find that moron? You said it was fine. It was my fault. Come on! You're pathetic. You know that? Uh-huh. Here we go! Here we go! So yeah, they let you you spend a bunch of time like laying out wire and TNT and then uh, the plunger just it doesn't go off when he right. hits it. And so it's like, oh well, okay, we gotta chase the train down now. And jump off, jump onto it from an overpass, and then just sneak across and take out some guys silently. Eventually, stop the train, rob the cars, dynamite this armored car at the end of it, and discovered what was his name? Leviticus Cornwall's private palatial rail car. And yeah. go through his papers and stuff. It's like, well, here's some bearer bonds. I guess we take these. And then, like, he's like Hearst's dad from Deadwood or something. He's like gunning for you all the time. It's like, you took something that belongs to me, and now I'm going to kill you all. Yeah. He's a robber baron of yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah. It, it is funny to me that, like, in kind of the other big story mission, too, when you do kind of successfully rob a train. Both times you kind of come away with not as much as you had. It's not a big score like you think it's going to be. Like you know, the second time, mm-hmm. uh, some sh- some deputies come up on you and, and you're like, I love. There's like a line. He goes, "How many of them are there?" He's like two. He's like, "Oh, we're just going to fight them then." And then of course more than more than two yeah, show up yeah, and you're yeah. kind of fucked and you got to run. But even then, it's like 
Uh, we got a couple hundred bucks. That's really not what we needed. We needed a way bigger score than that. It's just, yeah. it's such like an epitome of that gang. Like they're always going after the big score and they never really get the big score. Yeah. Well, it's that that's kind of been a running theme of Rockstar's games since at least GTA 4. Like the, GTA 4, they were like, oh, it's not about rags to riches. It's rags to slightly better rags. And yeah. mm-hmm. like GTA 5, they did something similar where it's like you'd, you'd pull off a heist and then pull off a big score. And it's like, well, first let's give everyone else their cut, and now let's see what you're left with. And not until the end of the game do you really have much cash to do much with. It's it's not yeah. like a power fantasy in the same way that the earlier games were. And again, this is like, well, yeah, you, you just made a big score, but you've got mouths to feed, and you know what, who's who's really transporting that much cash and valuables through this, you know, Old West backwater? Yeah, every, every mission in RDR2, when it, it's like he, the gang gets their share, three quarters of whatever you made just immediately disappears, yep, yep, and you're like, yep, great. Yep. Better than the government, am I right, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I didn't even vote for this, because I remember the the train mission being one of my more frustrating. Hmm. Just it, the, the only time I had, I knew the game said like, you want to just skip this? See the story? <laughs> like, I didn't even know that was an option until I got the, cause I, every one of these Western games. I somehow miss. I fuck up the tutorial of the dead eye draw maneuver and mm. I'm just never good at it. Oh God. Yeah. If you, and, if you can't do that during some of these missions, yeah, you yeah. yeah. Like, and like there's a couple where they force you yeah. and you just like a, the load times are heinous when you have to start over. And I was like throwing my fucking controller. Like, I should have learned how to do this. God damn it. Why did I take this level on? Yeah. One uh, of the moments that it forces you in this mission, it, um, it kind of swerves you as you have, you bring Sean along and Sean's like the young Irish member of the gang. And he's, mm-hmm. he's just kind of inexperienced and, and John's kind of pissed that you brought him. And, it kind of like is alluding to, oh, he might not make it through this mission. And there is a point where like some dude comes to the door and is, looks like he's about to kill him and you have to dead eye shoot the guy in the head. Otherwise, oh, yeah. 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 Well, uh, I mean, spoilers. Like, there's only like a small handful of survivors. Sad. Yeah. Sad. Very sad. Very sad. But uh, it is sad. Yeah. But God, I'm just watching it, though. I was I was even just watching it again on YouTube to refresh myself. I'm like, it's still one of the best looking games ever made. Like when you see that shit in motion, you're like, God, Red Dead Redemption 2 it was really good. Mm-hmm. Was and really let us good. remember one of the games that was hyped for like a decade. Yes. And seemingly followed through with it and didn't disappoint many people. I wasn't terribly wowed, but like I didn't. Yeah, that was that's fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Red, Red Dead 2, I feel like you have to get through the first chapters to be impressed because it's like, mm-hmm. yes, this is visually impressive, but why is it so goddamn slow? Like you're yeah. just trudging through snow and there's these long cut scenes and yeah, it takes a while for things to really get going. Once they do, it's one of the best games ever made. But you really got to get yourself in like a hateful eight mindset. Mm-hmm. Just kind of go in there knowing it's going to be slow to start, but it's going to have some payoff. You and know? that like, rebel boy sucked my t- <laughs> I'm thinking the wrong part of hateful eight. I, I also love that just the, the ambient trains, not only can you climb on board and rob them, you can actually hijack and drive them. If you want yeah. to just roll around in a train for a while, for whatever reason, see the landscape, you can do that. That's a possibility. That's oh, yeah. pretty cool. Not even a little bit. I took a train from uh, Florida to Canada one time. Oh, shit. Yeah, took two days, and the best thing about it, 
taking those trains, especially as a little kid when I couldn't go to the bar car. Drunk fishermen will moon you hmm. um, everywhere you in every yeah. state I found. It's great. There, there was a bar near <laughs> one of the houses I, I lived in Orange County called Moonies. And the reason it was called that is the thing to do is when you were drunk is to go outside and moon the train as it went by. So I remember my mom trying to get us away from windows when passing anything with a body of water. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, the guy's doing the turkey neck thing. Get the... Get the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw his bait and tackle. Great. Oh, Thank you. Wonderful. Oh, wonderful. All right. But yeah, Red Dead, pretty great. But this next one does something a little bit more creative with the, the idea. Number three. I saw your light. I thought you might be having trouble sleeping. I had a bad nightmare. It woke me up. Can I come in? Why not? Hunter Maxel, make yourself comfortable. I'm sorry the place is a mess. Do you always carry a gun on your concert tours? A woman traveling alone has to be careful. I would have thought Max was enough protection. You are not Tyler Whitney. Who are you? Ooh, the intrigue. Uh, this is a game I think I, I'm probably the only one of us who's played. The Last Express. It's a game created in 1997 by Jordan Mechner. It's set entirely on the Orient Express on its final journey before the advent, the outbreak of World War I, going from Paris to Constantinople. And you... I, I, just, I just saw a murder on the Orient Express, and that's what this, yeah, it gave me crazy vibes about I, I think it was meant to do that absolutely yeah. Yeah. it's jordan mechner's uh, his prince of persia guy right? prince yeah. of persia karateka yeah he's he's got quite a, a resume uh, yeah this is something he did that was more than a little bit revolutionary at the time it's a you know point and click first person game felt a little bit like missed but quicker and it's got like full motion video captured actors but they're like drawn over like it's a ralph bakshi animation and, or Richard uh, Linklater animated production. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Mm. And and but they everybody operates on a clockwork schedule and kind of has their own interests and their own artificial intelligence and they'll react to you in different ways. But a lot of the game is kind of like knowing to be in the right place at the right time like okay and, and you know you'll you'll have like people on the train will be like, "Oh, this this man wants to meet with you in the dining car." So okay, I'll go talk to this guy and advance the plot a little bit. But the, the game begins, you are this American named Robert Kath, and uh, you have been summoned onto the train by your friend Tyler Whitney. Kath, have come across something exceptional. More your line than mine. Depart Orient Express, 7 p.m. Friday, God or less. You're the only one I can trust. Your pal, Tyler. P.S. Hope you're not still angry about what happened in Cuba. I accept. Need to get out of town for a while anyway. Book double compartment in your own name. Don't mention mine. Maybe a little late. I'll meet you on the train. Kath. P.S. Still angry about Cuba. I, I gotta say that name has not aged well because all I can think of when I hear it is, I don't like pain when I cath. <laughs> Catheter Cowboy. <laughs> from John Oliver. Really stings when you stick that unlubricated tube in my doozer mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Uh, I'm thinking of... So you gotta spit on it first, Chris. Let's make it sanitary. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as, as Robert Kath, you, uh, you're apparently avoiding the police, which is why you don't want your name on the, the, the car. And uh, a woman drives you up on a motorcycle and you just jump onto it. 
and you go to your friend's sleeper compartment and you find him lying dead and bloody on the floor. What happened? So in short order, you need to hide his body, throw your jacket, which is covered in his blood, out the window, put on his jacket and assume his identity to solve his murder. Mm. So, yes, lots of intrigue, and uh, you've you've got a lot of choices in this game. Uh, If you want to hide the body, like, you can leave it on the floor, and maybe someone won't come in and discover it. You can open the window and chuck it out, or you can bring the bed out, put him on the bed, strap him to it, and just, like, push it back against the wall like it's a couch. The old fifth element. Are you typing in all these commands? No, no, it's just with mouse clicks. Hide body, mm-hmm. uh, irrefutably. <laughs> but he, that's what I was kind of wondering. Is is like so? It's it takes place in the first person, mm-hmm. except for cutscenes, yes, right? But it yes. it seems really. This was ninety seven. It seems pretty technologically advanced it, for its time. It was, and you know, you can play it on Steam, and it's still very playable, and it still holds up pretty well. Uh, mm. There is that feeling of like. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. What if I miss a crucial thing and then I get a bad ending? But you can you can kind of skip around in time if that's a concern. Like like I want to rewind to this point where I fucked up and uh, right. keep playing forward. And and yeah, there are I lots. I promise of ways that's to fuck only up. in the Steam version. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, it's in the original. It's, really, it was a feature yeah. of the original. I was I was wondering about that. So it's like, can you? You could theoretically see everything in one playthrough by rewinding stuff if you wanted to. Because I'm assuming there's like parallel events occasionally too, right? Of, oh, you can either be here or here to see these yeah, things. Yeah, I think so. Generally, there's like, you know, it, it won't like put two plot crucial events at the same time. But everything's a little bit on it. Well, it's very much on a timer. So, for example, if you hide the body in the bed, like that's a temporary solution. Eventually, you're going to hear like the... the car attendants say like start knocking on doors down down the car and be like uh monsieur i've come to make up your bed and like oh shit oh shit he's gradually working his way down the line what do i do and so you have to be there and wait for him to come over and you you stop him and say like no don't make it up and and you know then eventually you can just chuck his body out the window and have a bed to sleep in but i really enjoy just kind of like listening to the the ambient conversations in this game because Again, this is a a very cosmopolitan train that you're on. There are people from several different countries. And you will hear a lot of languages spoken, sometimes multiple languages, in the same conversation. These aren't nuances, Sophie. All of Russia may go into revolt. (sighs) After a month on the island, you won't think about such things. Listen, why don't you write a play when we get there? Ça pourrait être un chef d'oeuvre. Une de tes amusantes petites pièces. Comme celle que tu as écrite sur Reginald. Je serai Ariane et tu seras Theseus. Joséphine sera le Minotaur. Pourtant, tu es tellement têtu que ça devrait être ton rôle. So she's saying, uh, oh, you can you can make a little piece like about you did about Reginald, and uh, you can be Theseus, and I'll, or you can be Ariadne, and I'll be Theseus, and uh, Josephine can be the Minotaur, or maybe you should play the Minotaur given your disposition lately. <laughs> Sorry, you just so I, stubborn. I was transported back to so many Ubisoft meetings with that because so like <laughs> a little behind the scenes note here, Ubisoft has a policy and to their credit, 
if there's an English speaker in any meeting, they immediately have to switch over into English. But some some people, because you know English is like their second language, they may not know how to express something that well in English. So mm-hmm. what they'll do is they'll go back to French, tell a French some a better English speaker something, so that they can kind of translate in real time. So there's a lot of meetings at Ubisoft where I would just sit there and be like, watch two people have a French exchange very briefly, and then another turn to me and be like, here's what he just said, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> But yeah, to me, it just transports me back to like all the foreign, the charming foreign films my parents would watch when I was young. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah, and you'll you'll hear. Russian, <laughs> Meanwhile, my hear... dad watched Ice Pirates as we were talking about earlier this week. <laughs> Ice Pirates. I'm a pimp robot. <laughs> I, I forgot all about that shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Forget Chris isn't we making that up, folks. That. Look that up. There is a pimp mm-hmm. robot yeah, um, in Ice Pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to fuck this robot, but after that, that ice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh no, it was Space Herpy. That was <laughs> a thing that I remember from that movie. Uh, it's it what I thing. hope I'm remembered for. Yeah. And Space Herpy. The, the, the weird thing for me playing this is when you're in a situation like this in a game and you're trying to role play as, as if you would realistically, like it's a little strange to just be like, Oh, hey, there's an empty seat at your table. Mind if I join you? That's bold. Is it customary in America to be so forward? In certain circles, it's not unheard of. I must have been moving in the wrong circles. I hope you find somewhere to sit. Just not here. (laughs) I mean, we're a country where people send pictures of their dick to other people. So, yes, that would align with America. There is no seats taken for a dick pic. It's it's just coming in. Believe Uh. me. But yeah, just just yeah, you you need to be able to go up and talk to people and just be like, oh hey, let's just strike up a conversation. A random stranger on a train in the middle of the night. I'll just it go sounds awful. Go knock on someone's sleeper car door, see if they're up at three in the morning. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, this this is a really cool game, and uh, I I would encourage people if you like adventure games, if you like sort of these these clockwork experiences that happen on a timer, and you're just sort of sort of supposed to prod them and and figure out what the limits of this puzzle box are like uh yeah this is pretty cool and then it takes a weird occult turn toward the end and uh can be played through in a relatively short amount of time maybe you know four to six hours or so but uh if you on the other hand want a much longer time investment why not check out number two I mean, I left that bit at the end just to make it very obvious what this is. Oh, yeah. And Chris is leaving. (laughs) You can't can't see if someone suplex a train uh, in order to to understand that this is Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, yeah. This is Final Fantasy VI. This is the ghost train that is encountered as you're you're going through the woods with uh, Sabine, uh, Shadow, and Cayenne, or Cyan, whatever they... Yeah, I think people say cyan. I don't know. It was cyan originally, but I've also seen cayenne. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But yes, you may not be able to see someone suplex a train, but you can hear it. I mean, yeah, so the the ghost train, it's like a haunted train they find out in the woods, and it starts moving... And it's full of ghosts, and, like, there's 
a couple of human impresarios walking around who that just might be a weird translation of conductor. But yeah, you just kind of try to go from the, the caboose to the engine and you have to stop it at the engine. And then when you try to stop the train, the train is like, oh, no, fuck you. You're not stopping me. And then <laughs> you have to run in front of the train and attack it while you're running. And that brings us to like Sabine has that suplex move where he just like jumps over puts the enemy upside down over his head jumps up and comes down hard and he does that with the engine of the train because yeah, why not yeah. which which is so funny because they had to animate that mm-hmm. um i mean his his animation was done but it's because like the other attacks you do against the train it's mostly just like here i'm gonna throw shuriken at the train okay you see some some shuriken mm-hmm. stick into the side of a train no big deal or like a swordsman will like you know he's he's running away, so they'll like slash behind them, and it'll do damage. But they took the time to be like, "No, if you're going to suplex a train, we're going to show you suplexing a yeah. train." It's pretty good. Uh, the train has attacks of its own, including Evil Toot. Yes. <laughs> sends a bunch of ghosts at you. I don't know why it's. I've called been Evil known toot. to run away from a podcast from many an Evil Toot. Yeah, that's what I call silent but deadly. Mm-hmm. Evil toots. The reason that this is so memorable, other than that, like it's it's a, just a weird shift in tone. Like you've just escaped this massacre by poison at Cayenne's home castle. Like he's the only survivor. His wife and child were killed, and uh, you show up just as he's like coming out to take on the enemy army by himself, and you fight your way through this camp, and you're like, oh, we need to get back to this village. Uh, where, how do we get there? And like, oh, you have to go. The only path is through the woods to the south. And it's like, oh, it's the phantom forest. How convenient. And you find your way to the train. And, uh, after you've fought your way through the train, uh, it, it has like one of the, the big heartstring moments of that, that 16 bit super Nintendo game where as you're leaving, uh, you see like a bunch of people just show up and start getting on and Cyan recognizes his family and uh, but the train locks and starts moving before he can reach them. And so they're just sort of calling to each other as it leaves the station. And it's this very sad, somber moment in a game filled with surprisingly effective, sad, somber moments. True, but then it also makes you think, like, so what happened to all those ghosts I just beat up when I went through that train? Did mm, I? They're are double they no dead. longer going? Yeah, are they going to the afterlife? And then I just kind of disrailed them. Uh-oh. Yeah, they're going to whatever afterlife ghosts go to after they die. Yeah. Uh, we saw Beetlejuice. Yeah. It is not pretty that afterlife. Yeah. Also interesting that uh, ghosts will join you. Like, if you have empty slots in your party, they'll it'll just be like, oh, it seems like it wants to follow us, and then it'll just. Yeah, it'll be a party member until you reach the engine. And Straight out of fight. Disney's The Haunted Mansion, baby. Mm-hmm. One of three is going to... A ghost will follow you home and do mm-hmm. uh, approximately 70 hit point damage to everything it attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool bit. It's a memorable bit. I feel like every yeah. time anyone mentions train in video games, they have to talk about suplexing a train. But is it the best moment? Why, no, that goes to... Number one. Keep coming! Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, boys, just needed to punch your tickets. What's this? Uncharted. Yes, Uncharted 2. Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Uncharted 2. Yeah, Drake's accident. Is... <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I, I I don't know. I wanted to lead in with um, 
there was something powerful, to, a powerful draw to trains. All kids like trains. Mm-hmm. A moving thing we can surf and do cartwheels on. It's pretty neat. Yes. And as much as I like side-scrolling train levels, I think this is probably what we wanted, like this giant moving platform. Mm-hmm. And even seeing it now, like, oh, I can see why more people don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> even, even like the Gears of War train, it's like this indiscernible red background that keeps going by where this is distinct and, like, it's clearly drawing a lot of power to have you fight on a moving train for this yeah, long. And most of it is open air. It goes from a jungle to a frozen, like, mountain setting. Yeah, it's, yeah with, it's with like, a, a river in between. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it's just... Like, yeah, this big, huge moving thing, it encourages you to take advantage of all angles. You have to go through the trains. You have to climb around outside of the cars and uh, dodge hazards as they come in. I mean, you know, it's not a barren track. It's it's full of things that you have to dodge. Uh, and, and I think it's, it spans like three levels because, yeah, yeah you're going through the, the jungle. And, and this is in Nepal, by the way, and kind of kind of more rural settings like the. Or as the president said, nipple, mm-hmm. nipple and button. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the uh, ex-president. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Nipple and button. Uh, Where have I been? And, and yeah, these, these river lands, and then you go into a tunnel, and it's its own level, and you're in the tunnel for quite some time, sneaking around, and mm-hmm. then you come out again on the other side, and there's a fucking helicopter chasing you around. And, yeah, uh, yeah they so you, you have to dodge this thing for a while while it's, it's trying to gun you down, shoot missiles at you, until finally, finally... Find like an anti-aircraft tank and uh, jump in and man the turret and take out the the thing that way. You find Deadpool event. <laughs> Evidently, mean, like that that was Nolan North straying into this various Deadpool character a little bit. <laughs> a little pineapple. Wow! <laughs> Can't believe they managed to combine so many video game tropes at once. You got a train level. Oh yeah. You got a helicopter chasing you, and then they, you have a turret to shoot something down. Like, are they just? Is there a checkbox? Like, yep. All right, got that one in yeah, there. But, All right. Uh, you owe me a thousand dollars. You said I couldn't do it, and I did it. There needs to yes. be. They they need to have put a minecart track. On top of several cars, <laughs> like just the whole section of the train is just right. There's a, a minecart track on top of here. We have to ride it. We can't just walk through. I mean, for a series constantly compared to Indiana Jones, they do check a lot of Indiana Jones boxes in this mm-hmm. level. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they also do some foreshadowing for things that happen later. Tank? How do they need a tank? Yeah, what the hell do they need a tank for? Clearly, to chase you through a Nepalese <laughs> village later on. Uh, there, there's also like th- this train sequence kind of, when you got there, it felt like this is the moment the entire game leads up to, because at the very beginning, you, you start out like dangling in a car in a wrecked train. Right. And the, the very first thing you have to do is climb to safety while this thing is falling apart around you. And so there's the question of how did Drake get here? And then it's like, here you go. Here's your answer. Yeah, yeah. In fact, when we were thinking of like the train level from Uncharted, it, I was like, 
okay, which one are we talking? Are we talking about the beginning of the game or are we talking about mm-hmm. when the train is actually still a train and not a dangling empty yeah. car from a from a cliff or a when, bridge or whatever the hell it was? When from. it's actually moving. And, you know, being on the um, the publisher side of things and being able to talk to devs over the years has kind of taught me, like, stuff like this that we sort of take for granted, that is oh, yeah. no easy thing. It's right. it's not just a matter of, like, design the background that goes scrolling by. It's like, so you, you have a piece of level geometry that the main character has to be able to keep their footing on and move from one moving piece of geometry to another one while there's a bunch of detail in this background that's going mm-hmm. by. It can't just, you can't just repeat the scenery... Um, so this this was probably a, an impressive programming feat. If I knew more about you know programming in that era of gaming, I, I'd probably yeah, but be it's, it's still I think other than the character models, you can still see it when you look at it today. You can clearly see it's something that doesn't happen in a lot of other games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was a little surprised watching the video. It didn't look as good as it did in my mind's eye because at the time it was just it was a big showcase like mm-hmm. level. It's like holy. How are they able to do this? You know, and, and obviously time has passed, technology has improved, and if they did it now, it would look even better. But at the time, it was just like, yeah, because like to Michael's point, there's things like dealing with geometry. Then there's even like consider like, okay, they don't know how fast it's going to take you to get through right. the car and mm-hmm. each shootout and encounter and stuff like that. So they have to build in like certain triggers of like, okay, when he goes into this car, now transition into this landscape, which yep, yep. that it all seems like magic. It all seems like there is so much potential to fail. I don't know yeah. how they did it. You know, it's there's, wild. there's a lot going on under the hood and it all leads up to a moment where they just destroy everything. Here goes nothing. I do like that they got some impressive explosion sound effects out of that, though. Yeah, uh, Drake is, not to spoil too much, he's been betrayed, shot, and uh, just hopes for the best and shoots at a pile of propane tanks that just happen to be sitting next to a door that his enemies are coming through and blows up the whole train, derails it in the mountains. And that's how we get to the very beginning. How convenient. Mm-hmm. Have you, did you guys ever see that Mythbusters over. where they did plus. the test, like what happens when you shoot a propane tank? Uh, I'm guessing not much. much. It's it's not what ha- it's certainly not what happens in the movie. Like mm-hmm. the the explosion thing isn't what you what you think of of it. But um, I just remember it was one of like I was like this is a legitimately dangerous test they are doing. And mm-hmm. I just remember like the. You know, normally they're just like, yeah, we got our safety goggles, we're fine. Like, no, they were behind some, like, ballistic shielding, like, a hundred yards. They were shooting it from, like, a hundred yards away. I'm like, yeah, that's probably yeah. smart. You, well, I mean, you don't... problem one, you've got a curved surface. There's a good chance a bullet will just ricochet off of it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, yeah, like, what, so what happened, like, when they actually penetrated this the steel? Did it ignite, or...? Uh, I don't think it ignited. I think it just kind of, like punctures the propane tank you know i don't want to say that though and have some don't try this at home kids i'll yeah, just give you that disclaimer that. like please don't like don't don't try to prove mythbusters wrong or right but it's mm-hmm. out there on the internet go go watch what happens all right <laughs> it's fascinating well anyway that's been our top five train levels hope you enjoyed it uh, i i it did get me curious did you ever play the the um, 
The Uncharted Collection was that remastered for PS4? It was. Yeah, uh, yeah. we all got it free as part of PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. Some, some of, of us did. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it looks it looks really good. Like it's in 1080p. It's running at 60 frames a second. It's. Uh... I'm re- I'm just reminded I never played Uncharted one. Never really? Did. Really? No. It's quite I good. didn't like it that much actually. Like I, I, I thought. It, I think that's why I didn't play. I it. I thought it was good, but like. It's it's all right, and then two was amazing, and then three was like it's all right again, and then four was amazing. So, yeah, yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I I like them all, but there's no reason to revisit them because they do get pretty long. You know, like first first playthrough, okay, cool, but you, I'd feel like they'd overstay their welcome if you were having to go through all of that. True, but now imagine you're in a world where there are next gen consoles out. And no games and no next gen consoles. Mm. So you have, you, why not? Just sure. go nuts. Mm-hmm. Bunch of retro releases. Uh, I would hold off my release of my AAA game for a couple months, two years at this point. I'm sure we'll get a remaster this generation. If the last generation taught us anything, it's that yeah. uh, publishers are more than willing to sell us the same thing again. Oh, now absolutely. with HDR and uh, <laughs> 4K Rumble. Like, what? <laughs> what is the. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, I'm just thinking of Nintendo's HD Rumble, and it's like, well, what would 4K Rumble be? Is that the DualSense? I think so. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I guess so. 4K Rumble, your parents call you and say, what was that? <laughs> it's just that good. Oh, nice. Uh, anyway, that's been our top five. Uh, on that note, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. Let's go. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I got my first content block of strike violation this week. Uh, I was so excited. I was up at six in the morning, uh, no, five in the morning, waiting for the president to leave the White House. And he left in a helicopter. And I just grabbed the video and put the MASH theme song underneath it. And then my caption just so happened to name the title of the song that is the MASH theme with the, the name of the former president. And it read like Suicide is Painless, Mr. Pre- <laughs> Mr. Former President. And I got my first, like, really hard, like, not only hard strike, Facebook and Instagram sent me suicide materials. So so on the one hand, like, good for you guys, but also, like, again, I could have argued, I feel like I could have disputed this uh, block, but, like, mea culpa. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment where I will not derail our discussion by making <laughs> lame jokes as I put off hitting this button.
Yeah, I mean, I was going to try to make fun of you for doing your normal bit, but that was actually a pretty good pun. It was so, good. Uh, it was all good. Right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, a bunch of new releases, um, some of which sure. we can't play, but uh, Cyber Shadow is probably the biggest standalone release until the medium comes out, which will happen after we record this show. So we'll talk about yeah. it next week. Xbox's first next-gen exclusive. We have to... Oh, we got to wait. Yeah, a yeah. game I can, Matt and I cannot play, even though we might like to. Mm-hmm. I can play it on PC. That's true. All right. Well, me, I can't. I cannot play this game. Yeah, the medium I am looking forward to. It's been a while since yeah. I played a, a horror game, and I like I like what Bloober Team Bloober Bloober Team whatever yeah. whatever their name is what I, they do. So. I, I like they, so this game was the medium was first conceived like they came up with it in 2012, and I remember that's when they announced it. And one of the ways they announced it was, like, I was working at MacLife at the time, and I just got, like, a, a voicemail on my phone when I came into work one morning, and it was just like, have you heard of Medium? You will. And then just, like, <laughs> like creepy music, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, God. But what people don't understand is, like, when you're in the industry or when you work for, like, a, a publication... You'll just get random stuff like that all the time that is very easy to ignore and be like, no, don't waste mm-hmm. my time with yeah. this bullshit. Just tell me what game you want me to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and like come sending on. out these cryptic postcards and like, eh, come on, guys. And they had to send it out like the Tom Selleck AT&T ads. Have yeah. you heard of Medium? <laughs> Will. <laughs> no, no, he's he's doing reverse mortgages now, Chris. He's That's how oh. we know we're old is Magnum P.I. is doing reverse mortgages. We won't take your house. What we'll do is make sure... Your children can't profit off right. of your house at right. all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but th- this was Bloober Team before Layers of Fear, I think. So, uh, mm. like, I didn't even know who the hell they were, and so it's like, oh yeah, some indie studio is trying to get in touch with me about this game called Medium. Like, uh, okay, they had to layer in some fear first, mm-hmm. but yeah, exactly. that's pretty pretty big release. It's uh, on Game Pass. And that's how I'll be playing it. Just like the other game that I did play, I know Michael, you played it as well. Cyber yes. Shadow yes. Is, was on Game Pass, or is on Game Pass. Yeah, Yacht Club back at it after after mm-hmm. Shovel Knight, and uh, in in sort of like a Ninja Gaiden esque game that maybe is little Shadow of the Ninja too. I was, yeah, because I was I was like I know there was lots of Ninja side scrolling games in the NES period, but this doesn't feel like Ninja Gaiden. It's it's. It's, uh, I was Black, actually thinking... Wrath of Black Manta? Nah, not quite that bad. <laughs> it almost sometimes feels like Mega Man, like, like, mm. but it's, you know, I, I don't know, it's it's typical side-scrolling old-school action it, thing. It's, maybe it feels a little bit like NES Strider, of all things, like... Sure, mm. yeah. Not the Genesis one where you can climb on walls freely. And and that that that's the thing, that's just like, oh man, I, I really wish that I was able to climb on walls and stuff more in this, but... Uh, it is it is difficult, and um, I don't know. Like, what, what did you guys think? They lo- they lock some of those powers behind progression. Eventually, mm. you can do like a wall slide jump thing, but you got to oh, go through cool. a few bosses first. It's um. So here's what I thought: like, if you're gonna give me one of these types of games nowadays, I'm almost looking for kind of like a gimmick. You know, like mm-hmm. like Shovel Knight had kind of a slight gimmick thing of like, hey, it mm-hmm. kind of does DuckTales. You can pogo around on that shovel if you want. Or or like uh, 
the messenger was mm-hmm. a great example of like there was a gimmick to that game it was it was kind of this self-aware retro throwback where it had the cool thing of like oh if you hit a lamp you can keep jumping and all of this mm. like a hidden enemy in the air you can keep jumping i was kind of like looking for that gimmick here and it doesn't really exist it's a very straightforward one of these yeah. um and I think, unfortunately, it borrows kind of lessons. We've talked about other games like Mega Man 10 did this of like, it thinks what people liked about those old games was the difficulty. And it's like, no, nobody liked that. They just did that because you needed to get your money's worth because you could otherwise you'd beat the game in an hour because there was barely any content there, mm-hmm. you know, like, so it gets very frustrating, but there was nothing truly like compelling that I was like, okay, I need to keep playing to see what happens or because it feels so good or like the messenger yeah. can be difficult, but the messenger was fun. You like, know? like you said, it, it kept it, going. It doesn't have that hook that would make yeah. the gameplay rewarding enough that like, yeah, I'm, I'm frustrated, but I'm going to just keep powering me through because this is so much fun. It's like, yeah, I'm frustrated, but I've also played games like this hundreds of times and I, I, I don't know. I fell off uh, after like the second boss a bit, but yeah, that, that's exactly right. I, I I went through I think the third or fourth boss in the. I was just like, mm, there's it, the story does start to get interesting. You kind of like okay, you're the cybernetic ninja, and you it's something to do with essence and your clan, and you somehow you were this fighter thing, and I'm like, eh, I could see this through, but I. I wasn't enjoying myself mm-hmm. in the moment, um, moment to moment, enough to be like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to play the same boss ten times till I finally beat it." You know, it's yeah, it just didn't have it for me. Mm-hmm. It, it's got some cool things. It has um, one game. It's uh, you guys won't know what this game is, but I, I I got a code for it a while ago and played through it. Um, Valorant, which which came to modern systems, which is a retro throwback as well. It kind of shares some common DNA with there. There's there's a cool little system where the checkpoints let you invest some currency into them to improve the checkpoints. So mm. they can either just straight up, I think all of them always heal you, but if you spend a little bit of the currency you're collecting by defeating enemies, it's like, Oh, it can also refill your special meter. Oh, this one gets you an item. Uh, some of the funnest parts of that game, they have a, they have some really fun items. The, my favorite is this like boomerang type thing attached to a chain that just kind of starts going around you but but has this really cool momentum physics like when you're jumping and stuff mm. where it'll just like fling this metal spike into enemies and kill them and it feels really fucking cool and good like so there's a little bit there but it certainly not enough where i was like i need i, I need to play all the way through yes. this to see where this Must. is going so hmm. yeah it's um i don't know if you if you craving a throwback and if you are already a game pass subscriber why not give it a shot uh let, let us know what you think but it's 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 hard as balls we will just warn you now it is fucking hard like yeah um also yakuza remastered trilogy for xbox and pc finally you can play three four and five on platforms other than ps4 and again yes. on Game Pass, like that's the other big mm. piece of this is is my Game Pass now has all of the Yakuza games. Um, yeah, I keep worrying about them expiring, but I, I'm guessing Microsoft with the uh, Like a Dragon exclusivity is sort of banking on Yakuza being associated with the Xbox platform. I think I think most Game Pass you'll you'll see it for at least a year, so you still got a little time. No, I, I sometimes just... it's like six, it's like three to six months. That's yeah. true. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they have six yet. I don't think six okay. is on Game Pass. I might, I might have gotten right. that that one wrong. But yeah, I know they have still Kiwamis and Zero and 
obviously like a dragon, but this is clearly them locking down a certain type of game for a certain type of audience, though. I love it. Hmm. It's yeah. neat. I love that it's being opened up to a new audience. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And this is a... Um, I'm in the middle of five still, uh, So, but this trilogy is actually... it. it there's some really good stuff. Uh, three and four, I, I might... They might be the weakest entries. If, if you were to compare with, like, mm. um, the Kiwami... So if you take the yeah. order and es- replace the Kiwami 1 and 2 with, with original Yakuza 1 and 2, uh, 3 and 4 are a little weak in, in this remastered trilogy, but there's still there's still some really good stuff in there. So, um, yeah, if, if you want to play the entire Cosmic Kiryu saga do it you have no excuses now like they're they're almost all there except except maybe six i gotta check on that one but um i don't think six is there and obviously judgment isn't there so uh the it, to get the whole experience you still need a playstation yeah or you need or you need 15 dollars a month yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. get like almost all yeah. of this yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty nuts i yeah. mean it's a lot of game each of these mm-hmm. games theoretically you could drop 100 hours easily into mm-hmm. them with all the side content and stuff like that at the very just the critical path of these games is at least 30 hours i you love them dearly and i've never finished a single one <laughs> you're in the middle of zero right now aren't you no i went back to zero after one, okay. uh, one and two mm. and just so i could uh start over and try and like i don't know because I, I i very much love them but they are there I, I i always treat them like old games if something new comes out i will move on to that yes so i wanted to like experience it from the beginning so i could just bleed through yakuza because it, 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 it is a joyous experience it's a little hard to be frank to go back like once you've played zero and both kiwamis three four and five even though they're remastered they are kind of a step back gameplay wise from the kiwami stuff where you really at that point like the, when people ask me what order I sh- they should go in, I, I say just do it. I did go zero, then Kwame one, Kwame two. By that time, you're probably so invested in Kiryu and his storyline, you can push through the older feeling stuff in the remaster collection. So, but you have to kind of be invested at that point. Mm-hmm. Love the music, love the people, love the scene, love the location. Love yeah, it. or locations. <laughs> there's there's multiple locations across these. It's so weird, uh, just before we move on, that at one point, like, Kazuma Kiryu was considered, like, a de facto mascot in Japan for the PlayStation 4. Or, or for, the, for the PlayStation. And yeah. that, like, yeah, that in the last couple of years, like, yeah, he's he's diversified. He's grown beyond his platform-exclusive origins. And, uh, yeah, now a whole, whole new audience can discover yeah, this game. It's almost it's like that's happened to... Damn near every character in existence. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like every <laughs> every character I was told was a platform exclusive from like the PlayStation Two down is everywhere else. Sonic to twi- to, to goddamn Laura Croft, uh, none of them are exclusive. Yeah, but to the, the, we've gone from that to it, it's only you can only get it on Xbox Series X mm-hmm. and S with uh, with Yakuza Seven. You can't get it on PS Five until later this year. Mm. Oh, right, right, right. Because yeah, around, around the time you'll be able to get maybe get a PS5 or Xbox. X or <laughs> yeah, he's definitely at this point become Sega's secondary mascot next to mm-hmm. Sonic. Like, oh, yeah. he's had more. He's had more quality games than Sonic in the last ten years for sure. And, which is funny because in his games they would have you believe that the Monkey Ball monkeys are the secondary mascots. Ah, yes, it's like you yes. see they a lot of Sonic. Be. There's no Sonics in those vending machines at Sega Fun World. <laughs> 
There's man. Sonic on some posters. That's about it. That's about it. I, I have an I I doll and I'll cherish it forever. Love my monkey ball. Kazuma yeah. Kiryu, he's gonna punch you in the face. Kazuma <laughs> Kiryu, he doesn't do any crimes. Uh, <laughs> and I can't find my 3DS, and then I was uh, like, I I lost like two hours playing Outrun and and Yakuza recently, so I, I have nowhere else to mention it. But I just wanted, to, oh yeah, <laughs> just it's wanted in there. to. The full full game's in there. There's like <laughs> an achievement, I think, for uh, getting a certain distance, or maybe getting Love all Outrun. the way through it. And I'm not buying that four hundred dollar <laughs> arcade one up unit yet, just yet. Oh um, man. Uh, Michael, have you been able to play the new Immortals DLC? Or oh, that have come? I? Yes. Okay. Uh, a new god, Immortals Phoenix Rising, a new god, uh, takes place after the campaign, and it's all about Phoenix ascending to godhood and taking their place in the pantheon on Olympus. So it introduces... Spoilers. Uh, a little bit, I mean, they, they were broadcasting that from the beginning, yeah. but uh, <laughs> spoilers. Yes, Phoenix does become a god eventually. Um if you can pass a series of diabolical trials designed by the gods themselves. So uh, what it is, it gives you a new open world, uh, Olympus Palace, which is this big, very aerial kind of city in the clouds. And you go around and talk to the gods that you uh, freed in the main game, Ares, Aphrodite, Hephaestus, and Athena. And they've each designed a series of trials for you to prove yourself so that you can become one of them. And so, uh, did you like the vaults of Tartaros in the main game? I was going to say, the sounds dungeons? like Tartarus. That's exactly what it is. These these are big, elaborate vaults, except they're not in Tartaros. They're in Olympus, so everything's very sunny and, uh, you know, colorful and vibrant. And uh, But yeah, you, there's, there's new powers, there's new puzzle elements that weren't in the main game, like uh, you discover Tesla coils. And, like, the way that the Tesla coils work is, like, you've got a generator and you've got this little node that it needs to arc electricity to. And you've maybe got some uh, metal blocks that can carry the current along. So you have to strategically place them so that it'll complete the circuit. Uh, there are you have also... to strategically place, like, a nerdy billionaire to complete the circuit with his yes. Teslas, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. with the cars. Okay. Yeah, we've got an exclusive licensing deal. And uh, there, <laughs> there's also like these portals that you can shove objects through, but not actually go through. So it's like, all right, how do I get this thing from point A to point B and hit the switch, whatever. Uh, but it, it is a lot of fun. There's more story to it than I expected. And uh, yeah, it's, it's like, here's a, here's a cool end game challenge for people who finish the game. And you get new powers also. Yeah. What's the new powers? What are the new powers? Uh, well, there, there is uh I don't know if you unlock the thing where you can create a clone statue with your phoenix. Yeah. 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 Uh, you can now swap places with it, which, number one, you can just like, okay, I'm going to create a statue here. I'm going to go over and flip switch B and then quickly uh, switch with my clone and then f- hit switch A, whatever. But what I didn't expect and a cool thing I discovered you can do is like, Oh, uh, if there's something like a really far distance away and there's like, say, a bunch of toxic fog in between you and it, you can just pick up the statue and throw it to the other side that you're trying to get to and then switch places with it. Oh, um, yeah. I don't, that's I don't pretty think you neat. could do that in the base game. I wanted to pick no, up the statue quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, no, you, you can you can you could pick up the statue in the base game. You just can't switch places with it if you throw right. it somewhere. I, I remember once I unlocked that power, it. 
it sort of lets you cheat some puzzles, you know, like mm-hmm. puzzles that require like uh, yeah. something light to put on them. The statue exactly. can fill in for that thing. But yeah. the Tartarus dungeons were usually designed in a way like they knew that were like, now nah, you actually need to solve this the way we intended. Like, yeah, I mean, the, you, there are a lot of things like that, but the the powers will make it easier. There's also like uh, Ares gives and it's it's all just like they're augmenting your existing power. So Ares has that like uppercut with the spears Ares is wrath uh it yeah. now generates a gust of wind that you can use either to to lift yourself up with the wings or just to like activate windmills so it'll like activate puzzle bits uh there's there's like a thing where you can smash through red barriers uh and uh you can also get like colossal strength which lets you lift really huge objects oh um, cool yeah so they're they're tweaks to the powers. Yeah, they're tweaks, but then they they come in surprisingly handy over the course of it all. And uh, and yeah, there's a new armor set which lets you uh, triple and quadruple jump with uh, with the wings Ooh. as you power it up. So that's that sounds pretty cool. awesome. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah, this is very worthwhile, and it's one of three planned pieces of DLC. The next one is Myths of the Eastern Realm, which is like Chinese mythology. And then there's the the third one. Um, it, it's like a, a brawler where you're fighting monsters as a new champion named Ash. It's called the Lost Gods. So, oh, okay. Uh, full cool. disclosure: I do work for Ubisoft. That's why I've been playing this so much. You can nice. check out my my write up at news.ubisoft.com. I've seen Immortals constantly on sale for around thirty dollars. Mm. Um, it's go get it. Good time if, to at snap that it price. Up. It's a that's a lot of content. It's a really fun game. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. If yeah. you if you want uh, Breath of the Wild plus Assassin's Creed, go mm. play Immortals Phoenix. I'd say a little Mario in there. Yeah, a little, little bit. Mario. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit of Jack platform. and Daxter. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, that works. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Boy, you can tell Hollywood must be really running out of ideas because they are scraping the video game well. Because, gentlemen, I start off this week's news segment with the world-famous VGA Hollywood segment. You guys have never listened. I actually, like, put Echo behind that. It sounds fucking dope. You should I know. I'll take your word for it. This is This is shocking. Kevin Hart. You guys are familiar with Kevin Hart, right? Mm-hmm. The actor. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, he is... <laughs> it was rumored, and then it got confirmed later in the week, he is going to play Roland in the Borderlands movie. That's my favorite sound card. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and my favorite synth, synthesizer. Yeah. Right? Roland synths. Uh, Roland, for those who don't know, is kind of the grizzled vet from the first Borderlands game. He's, mm-hmm. he's like a big army dude. Like, he's a he's a soldier. Kevin Hart's a little guy. He's like a little, little tiny. He's he's directly they put him in movies with The Rock to accentuate how big The Rock is because Kevin Hart's so yeah. small. Is like, it is it bad that I read Kevin Hart in Borderlands and immediately assumed he'd be playing Salvador? <laughs> well, I think 
what I what I thought as I'm like, oh yeah, he would be like a really funny claptrap, like because mm. people get kind of a little annoyed with the claptrap humor. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but with like Kevin Hart doing claptrap, like that yeah. would Im- work. Improvising like, a little bit, I could handle Kevin Hart's yeah, claptrap. Yeah, yeah, totally. And he'd he'd actually fit in the the robot body like uh, <laughs> R2D2, <laughs> like Kenny Baker. He'd be yeah. like he's, he's exactly. a little like Kenny Baker. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think the casting just probably told you a lot more about the tone of the movie. I think so. Well, well, the the first casting we heard about made sense. I I thought Kate Blanchett as Lilith the Siren. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, Kate Blanchett can do the fifty year old woman. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) but she can do the. Oh, I have a cryptic message for you. She's very ethereal. Yes, yes, but um, this is the movie that's directed by Eli Roth. By the way, um, that that is well, weird love. to me. I didn't. I like. I guess that news is a year old, but I hadn't heard it. Yeah, and it's yeah, like um, Eli Eli Roth's first big sellout film. Wow. Yeah. All right, let's see what let's see what he does with it. Uh, yeah. And of course, with anything Borderlands and anything questionable out there, Randy Pitchford had to come out and explain to people. Mm-hmm. And his, I don't know, his explanation. Uh, well, I'm going to read it to you guys, and then we can we can get your take. Uh, here's what he said. I'm excited about Kevin becoming a Borderlands badass. To the outside world, that's quick. That's a that's quick to typecast. This move may seem as risky. Uh, while I'm not afraid to, of risk, Kevin's exceptional talent and commitment to an understanding of story and character does not feel risky to me. Shut the fuck up! You've never met Kevin Hart, and you just <laughs> want to make money off this movie. Like this has nothing to do with you, Randy. Sit down. Be quiet. <laughs> Randy's an executive producer on on oh! the movie. Oh, like uh, Randy, is this color right in his gun? Like, well, actually, we called you. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, You're this, gonna make is, points on this movie. Just yeah. This just... movie, by the way is going to be terrible. No matter what happens, it's just going to be terrible. What his what his explanation to me sounded like is like Randy Pitchford wanted a big star in his movie and he was excited to get Kevin Hart and yeah. that is that explanation's like I mean, yeah. Lord love him, Kevin Hart's one of the few people who can move the box office. He can. He can do that. Yes. Um you should yeah. they should be happy they got them. But and I, and I say the tone of the movie, I like Every time I play Borderlands, like I wish this was as silly as as Tales from the Borderlands feels like in my head. Right. Um, I want Borderlands to be sillier. So I, yeah, the more comedy they make it, fine. I'm down. A huge effects comedy movie, good. Yes, good. But that's kind of what I'm worried about. Is like Roland is meant to be kind of this. He's a straight man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just kind of there. He he is the most vanilla of the initial borderlands characters it's just like well, yeah you if know. you as the selection goes but yeah again yeah. if you played borderlands you don't ever see yourself so it doesn't that's matter true. yeah yeah that's true and and borderlands one barely had character like a lot of that personality came with borderlands too like borderlands mm-hmm. one hinted at it but if you remember like barely yeah. anyone talked in that open world like two really oh these people can move around the environment and talk to you now like that's yeah. good mostly i just remember this is where cars live get you one Get you one. Catch a rat. R.I.P. Skeeter. Um, the next bit of Hollywood news. Netflix has announced a Tomb Raider anime series. Um, I'd say it sounds like a bad idea, but um, Castlevania holds yeah. up as the best video yeah. game adaptation I've ever seen in my whole life. Was Castlevania so, legendary? Not? 
That was that was legendary that did that one, right? I don't think it was. It was it was okay. stalled in production for like twenty years. So this is legendary, which that gives me a little hope because yeah. legendary does a lot of good, good stuff. Yeah, they, 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 the the Kong versus Godzilla trailer they put out that is absolutely wonderful, fantastic. Um, this is taking place after the events of the recent reboot trilogy from Squeenix. So I don't know. I yeah, like like Chris said, like at first I'm just like, oh great, another spinoff thing, you know, video game spinoff. But like, okay. Yeah, the Castlevania anime bought me some goodwill with like people doing anime stuff, and and I don't know if if anime's pretty good at action sequences. Okay, Tomb Raider's got some yeah. action. Yeah, this might work. This I, I work. spend a majority of my time with um, adult animation in the comedy genre, but um, when I'm not embarrassed to delve into the drama, um, Castlevania's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels really weird to call it an anime, and I know I know that's just become like yeah, sort of a, a catch-all term for action-oriented adult animation. But it's just like it 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 just sort of has lost all meaning. It's like it's it's a French yeah. word that was adopted by the Japanese and used for decades specifically to refer to Japanese animation. And, oh, yeah. and now it's just like, well, this is sort of in that style, but not well, we really. We got Japanese catering every day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I think it maybe lost a lot of meeting when even Japanese animation houses were outsourcing most of their stuff to yeah. other places in Asia. It's mm-hmm. like pretty much most of the in-between frames now are done in places like Korea or China yes. now. So it's like what is what does this even mean? It's not from Japan even. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I had a I had a news story I wanted to work in here, man. Please, please. Um you know, we we haven't talked about it in, in depth here, but I know most of us, most of our panelists are users of Plex, are we not? Sure. Of what? Plex? Yeah, Plex. sure. Plex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Plex, oh, the Plex is arcade. Yeah, they're, yeah, the yeah. emulator thing. And yeah. Plex was this app that so allowed you to access media on your PC, um, on your mobile devices, on your Wi-Fi devices. Mm-hmm. So you could it, hopefully use things without... You could stream 4K content, let's say, without the internet because you had it on your computer downstairs. Um, And they just launched Plex Plex Arcade, which is um, ROMs. So, (laughs) yeah. So no matter what, we've been sort of bitching about things that iOS will and won't do. Doesn't matter anymore. Plex will allow... Yeah, explain to me how it works. I don't know how it works. They haven't out. They haven't outlined how it works exactly. Obviously, you'll need to host ROMs on your computer. That's what I was going to. There ask is you. no internal. There is no internal um, um, emulator in Plex, but obviously you can set it up to. When you select a ROM, it will run through a certain machine. You cancel. You can make that happen. But like, remember when uh, Plex went legit? And like, if you if you just download the Plex app now, you can watch Plex's license a bunch of movies and TV shows for you to watch whether you're they're on your computer or not they've done the same thing with games <laughs> you can play a bunch of Atari games uh, on Plex right now on any one of your devices and I've I've done nothing but I've never paid the I don't know what the 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 Plex pass is because I've always paid for a lifetime subscription on every device I've downloaded on because Plex is a very valuable um a very valuable app that offers a very great tool. And and I, I, I am in the slow transition of digitizing all of my content anyway. 
So it sits on one computer in my house. I can stream it on my TV upstairs, on my phone, when I'm outside. Um, and now it applies to games. That's fucking crazy. And, um, and, and right now it's, it's limited to, let's call it Rami stuff, but there is no legal way to stop it the same way, um, certain people shut down aspects of Stadia and NVIDIA stuff. I'm just so confused because like, okay, with the Plex app, like Chris mentioned, there's, Mm. you can either have like a digital version of a thing sitting on what is for all intents and purposes, a server, right? That then like, yeah, you, you're accessing from your mobile device or another device in your house or whatever, but that is like a file that you've ripped. And then it plays that file. I'm assuming using the Plex app, whatever it's, it's Mm -hmm. reading movie files. So does that mean, and I know you said you didn't know how it works, but I'm just, I'm just speculating. Does that mean theoretically there's going to be built-in emulators for various console systems or whatever running through the Plex app, you know, because Plex no, isn't I, running other apps. I don't it's- think so because uh, I don't think Plex, Plex would run emulators, but um, there are scripts you can get to do this, but they have, as of this week, um, offered <laughs> uh, Blue, uh, DualShock 4 and 5 and Xbox controller support for some reason <laughs> because yeah you'll like you can trigger it from your computer that you want this rom to run from a device on your computer that's wild and run that on your phone on your tablet uh in your in your goddamn dojo i don't know what you people are doing <laughs> um but but the, but the idea is is like um fuck me you can't stop the signal like you, the world is about to open up to games in a really big way mm. and people fighting Nvidia like you're going to lose you're going to lose well if the world is ready to open up to games in a big way guess who's well positioned uh, in the stock market to take on this oh, burden. Wow. <laughs> that is a great segue. That is wonderful. Oh, oh I've been okay. waiting to talk about this GameStop. Sorry, oh, my God. All right, God. Mike, Michael, you, folks, you may not know, Michael is, is a bit of a stock whiz. No, He's always not giving at me all. Chris stock tips. So, no. Michael, take it away. Explain the situation <laughs> oh, to you. Oh, shut up. Uh, no, no I, I, that's I, what sucks. All of us here were involved with games. We've had these tips. Uh-huh. And I'm getting tips as we're talking, and just like I'm not, I don't do this. I don't fucking do this. No, we're care. not. We're not day traders. Yeah, uh, and and like frankly, a lot of this is mystifying to me. Like I, I, yeah. I was saying, like I'm fascinated by this, and I have at best a rudimentary understanding of it. That the, the the whole idea is that uh, like redditors are basically just like launching a small rebellion against hedge fund managers. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. I will take a crack at explaining it. Okay. And Go for I'm it. sure someone in the audience that actually does stock stuff on the reg mm-hmm. is going to be like, Matt, you're such a fucking idiot. And I'm fine with that. All I've right. been called idiots. Do we, do we want to say what bag. a hedge like, fund is first? It, yeah. Well, okay. So, you know, hedge funds for the most mm-hmm. part my understanding is you got there's lots a of a hedge bro- fund is how we lost toys r us you get there's yes. yeah there's lots of brokerage mm-hmm. companies out there who are constantly making investments and stuff but hedge funds typically are known for not making money based on the good performance of a thing they're known a lot of the time for making a lot of money on these things called stock shorts right mm-hmm. which when you short a stock so so when you hold a stock when you the, the way the stock market used to work is 
I believe in Disney. I'm going to give them some money that they can use as capital to make more stuff because I'm going to invest in their long-term success. The stock market hasn't worked like that for fucking a long time. Yes. What happens now is it's mostly funny money and people just pretending and values going up that have nothing to do with the company's valuation. What a short is, is if you think a company is going to fail, which we've all seen what's been happening with GameStop over Mm -hmm. the years. And so, yeah, they've been struggling business-wise. You do a thing called a stock short, which is you basically borrow. So Chris owns shares in GameStop, let's assume. I'm going to borrow. I know you don't. I'm going to borrow Chris's shares and sell them right away. Uh, And I'm going to sell them in the hope that the stock price goes down in the future, Mm -hmm. at which point I buy those stocks back at a lower price and I put them back in Chris's account. I'm like, okay, I I just borrowed a hundred of your shares and I sold those off thinking that the price will go down. And when it goes down, I will, I will get those shares and put those back for you. So I've theoretically made money uh, selling the shares at a higher price, knowing the price will go down. So I, let's say I sold yeah. them at $10, price went down to $2. Hey, I made $8 for every share. You basically I, gambled on it failing. Y- yeah, I, I my bet was that it's failing. And if anything comes out of this story, I, what I hope is people do realize is, Oh, a lot of the stock market is just gambling. It's casino. Yes. It's these random aspects. I don't, I don't get that because because watching the watching the big short Christian Bale's character, I think makes millions, if not billions, of dollars betting on something to fail. Like, yes. why is that a bet? But like, t- typically, the reason so shorting they don't have as much potential for profit as other investments because there is a a cap to how much you can make, right? With which the mm-hmm. cap is what you bought it at. Right, like if you buy a stock long and you invest in it, Apple could go from ten dollars and become a thousand dollars, right? But if you mm-hmm. buy a crappy stock that you think is going to go down, your cap is whatever the the most you can make off that thing is whatever you paid for it minus a penny, right? It's and so you're not, you know, it's it's considered if you know what you're doing, it can be a safer bet that has smaller dividends, smaller payoff, but. If you do enough of them, oh, the other thing with okay, so I don't want to get too detailed. The, the other thing, not everyone can do this short selling because to do it because it is a gamble, you have to prove you have cash reserves on hand to cover and buy back stock. Usually, you have to have about seventy five percent of what the stock's current value is in an account somewhere, so that if shit does hit the fan, you have to buy it back and give it back to that person. It's you happening borrowed it again. From. I wish I was dead. I loved. <laughs> I loved the big short, but, but I. But just, here's here's what happened. There's can I just go make something for money? So, so some redditor saw that people. So GameSpot was one GameStop. of the most shorted Stop. stocks on the stock mm-hmm. market because everyone was kind of like, yeah, this thing's going to fail. A hundred and twenty five percent of its float, which are the shares outstanding, were so were shorted. 125% meaning there were more people shorting that stock than the actual stock existed, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were, were betting for it to fail. Some redditor saw that on the Wall Street bet site and said, "Well, actually, GameStop's in an okay position. It's certainly not as bad as these people are saying it is. Also, these people are hedge funds. Let's fuck them." And mm-hmm. here's how you fuck somebody. The worst thing that can happen if you short a stock is for that stock's value to go up. By the way, we've all seen the movie Trading Sp- uh, Trading Places. Just watch Trading Places because this is basically what the, the plot of the end of Trading Places is. is they bought enough of that stock because, you know, if you buy a lot of stock, pe- the value goes up. People go, there must be a reason people are buying this stock and more people start buying it and bids go up, prices go up. 
they they kept buying enough of the stock. And remember that thing I told you about how you have to have a certain amount of cash on hand. So all these hedge funds were like, fuck, I was expecting the value to go down. It's going up. I need to keep borrowing money or selling off other assets to cover the margin for these stocks that I'm shorting. Basically, and this I won't go into more detail because it's boring. And but it, basically, though, it's a Robin Hood thing. They are draining billions, literally billions of dollars out of these hedge funds because they've had to cover these stocks because the game stop price went up from like four dollars or something. It's at over three hundred dollars as we're recording <laughs> this. Right? So all of those people who were shorting that stock thinking it was going to go down, they have to cover not even the amount it was going to go down. They had to cover 75% of this value at $300 because they, they there's, was, there's at least three people on the Reddit who were there from the beginning who are now like multimillionaires. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's, on paper. it's dangerous. It's my, not. My dad, my fucking father called me like, what do you know about GameStop? I'm like, I know it's too late. Yeah. Asshole. Like, like, if, if you get in now, like you are spending a lot of money for something that is almost guaranteed to go down. Yeah, it's not worth that. It's yeah. not mm. worth that amount. It's it, it is now like a Fortune 500 company has this huge market cap. Someone will be left holding the bag, and what everyone's hoping is, let's hope it's the hedge funds that that get screwed, and not the average Joe's buying into this thing. Because eventually, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I'm following this with friends of mine who are taking advantage of this. And, and, and uh, the the Reddit bet site has not, I believe, been taken down, but like it's going down due to traffic. Um, there is a Discord that they that is banned. They they banned the Discord. Yeah. Also, wasn't didn't like Ameritrade say it was going to stop uh, trading both GameStop and Amex? It's probably Amex, too late. I'm telling you now, AMC. sell if you bought because yeah. these people are coming for their money, and yeah. they will like what. Hey, Joe Biden, what do you think about this? We're monitoring this, and I guarantee they'll side with the fucking stockbrokers. Like, we're, the, these apps will be totally fucked. Robinhood and E-Trade will be done tomorrow if, if this is allowed to continue happening. If yeah. people are allowed to meme trade, as they as they call it, um, and they should, because this is all a fucking joke mm-hmm. in, a, in a, a terrible way to run an economy. Well, what people pointed out is... It, well, A, by the way, Michael, yeah, the stock market will do that if there's a, an, a weird, unusual amount of volume on any stock. They'll put a freeze on it that day to be mm-hmm. like, hey, something is wrong here. We, they, they have the right to kind of do that. And they've done that, I think, a couple times with this. But to Chris's point, what this is really exposing, and I hate to say it, but now we, we've seen this happen before, gentlemen. Yes. There's online movements and, and meme movements can – if you get enough people online to get behind a thing, you can – fuck over the system Mm. and that's what they're seeing here is like i am not i am not kidding and i'm not telling you to do this but the message i got four seconds ago told me to buy dogecoin (laughs) because that is the that is the next target of what what is happening right now so yeah because what they were able to basically do is enough of us are going to buy this thing where it's going to jack up the price where it almost like if you hear that you go that sounds illegal that sounds like kind of like price fixing 
and they do it all the time and artificially altering the market. But what it's really exposing is people go, well, no, it's just everyday Joe's doing that now. That's what banks and brokers do. All they, let me tell you the story. Off. Let me tell you the story of a young man and his father named Donald and Fred Trump, <laughs> who who used to go on camera and like uh, they'd look at the thing like, oh, this stock is super cheap. I'll buy stock in Playboy, and they'd go on camera and like, I'm thinking about buying Playboy. And like, wow, the billionaires thinks is thinking about buying stock in Playboy, and they weren't. They bought right. stock at a cheap price, and that drove it up, and they sold it to make like in their world thirty thousand dollars a day. But Donald Trump did that. Every day for like twenty years, uh, yeah. with his father's coercion. Yeah, it's it's basically what is happening is the institutional finance companies now that are used to manipulating the markets on their terms are now having it manipulated on someone else's terms, and yeah. they're not happy about it. And right. it's weird that it's GameStop. It, it, it's like we, it is so know, weird that it's GameStop. It could have been any any stock, but, but but GameStop we know is in a unique position in that like yeah they were. They were having hard times for a long time, you know, and now they're they have theoretically this value on paper. And that's the key to remember. And that's why I would never I would never on this show tell anyone to buy a stock. It's all value on paper. You know, the it's, same group also did it in AMC. Yeah. And that's when I became aware of it, because, like, I would rather buy stock in AMC because not only do I want to see AMC succeed and yeah. have movie theaters a year from now. Um, I believe it's going to happen. Where I don't believe that in GameStop, uh, GameStop I think is a, is a much more gray area. Um, but people who <laughs> I hate this, I hate talking. But about where this. else will people get a wall full of Funko Pops? Yeah, where else will people get a bunch of loose Skylander figures? <laughs> I read a lot of think pieces about like, does this mean this can happen at any time to any stock now? And it was yes. basically explained, mm-hmm. no, it doesn't because. The reason it it was able because they tried this a few times before. The reason it worked for GameStop is GameStop was so over leveraged with the shorting; it was one hundred twenty five percent shorted that it they were able to easily create a short squeeze. But what they're going to do now, like with AMC, they are going to look for for companies that are over shorted in the market and make sure that the hedge funds can't just take advantage of those. Eventually, things will even out and the hedge funds will figure out a way to keep making money because that's the other thing is they have so much more money available to them than the average joes like they have literally millions at their disposal that average traders don't even when they pool their money but it's um it's definitely i think my 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 silver lining hope is that it exposes a lot of things of people going yeah this all seems like a bad idea why do we do why are we okay with this you know like the, the the right people are being punished right now. And it's also and I'm saying that if you're saying this podcast is boring, you're right. For the first time <laughs> I'm on your side. But it's all we want to talk about because it's crazy. Yeah. It's just not often that the, the little guy gets to stick it to the billionaires. And that's what people are loving the, about this. The big thing here is not just the little guy. Like um the people who overthrew the capital now can raid someone's portfolio like like the like seriously the fucking cuffs are off i know what you're saying there were certain um there were certain mechanisms that allowed this to be manipulated but like this is all theoretical it's not real fucking money yeah and and like this is all susceptible now it, like a really i would say a third of the american economy is now like totally up in the air well, what because it what it really shit. does expose, and something that progressives have been saying 
all year is the stock market is not the economy. The stock it's market not real. It's not tied to the performance of the economy. It's its own weird separate thing. You know, yeah. um, it's been man- manipulated by bad people for a long time, and now it's being manipulated by bad people who are in my Xbox Live friends list. So I'm happy for them. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I mean, it gets more complicated because you consider, like, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have like 401k accounts, and right. some of those are probably invested with some of these funds that are getting fucked right now. So hmm. it might affect some good people. Like, yes, you might say the hedge fund managers aren't the greatest folks in the world, and yeah. you know, but it will ultimately affect some 70 year old grandma or something somewhere with her her life savings that she's living off of and that's it it did not it did not it did not help the administration help them with covid i sincerely (laughs) doubt they'll let her help her stock portfolio (laughs) it might be affecting me because i noticed my 401k tumbled about 4k in the past 24 hours so who knows there was a big market dip today and i I don't know if it was related to what happened probably not my first thought was like, well, I, I'd, I'd compare it more to snakes on a plane because that's a fun thing where the internet convinced a Hollywood studio that this movie would be a good idea and then it bombed catastrophically because none of those people were actually interested in seeing that movie. Michael, <laughs> memes got a president elected. Memes yep. created a QAnon movement. Like, we are in yeah, this weird yeah. meme society. That, that would have been part two of what I was saying, but <laughs> yes. Like, you, since you say that, now I have to consider it in those terms. And since Chris said, like, the Capitol rioters could just start a movement to, like, hey, we found out where Nancy Pelosi has her stocks. Let's, uh, let's make her poor or whatever. I don't know. I found where Nancy Pelosi makes her pedophile pizza. (laughs) I'm sure Pelosi will be fine even if the stock market tanks. Yeah. Yeah. The ruling class always is. Speaking of corporations that make billions of dollars, Microsoft, uh, over, I think it was over the weekend, they announced an increase, a price increase for not Game Pass, but Xbox Live Gold. That did not go over. Eons ago. No, it It was weird in that. so, So the price of. Gold itself only went up like a dollar per month, but no one we as we I don't know anyone who who pays for gold monthly. Everyone does the annual plan. And remember a couple, I think it was a few months ago where like we noticed, hey, Microsoft stopped selling the annual gold subscriptions. That's weird, you know, like they just stopped selling those I, things altogether. And I, I I said to you guys, um, I've been buying the annual plan. I don't. <laughs> I play very few games online. I, I'm here for the free games and Game Pass. They're forcing me to Game Pass, which is a way better plan for free games. Mm-hmm. So, like, what am I doing? So, what they did, they increased the monthly by a dollar, which doesn't sound bad. And I think that's what um, they were saying. Hey, it's only a dollar. But what happened is they got rid of the annual subscription and they changed the six month subscription to cost sixty dollars. So a year used to cost sixty dollars for gold. It's now it was one hundred twenty dollars. But what everyone and that's just for really, gold by itself. So that's it's for gold by itself. And it's what less everyone valuable. kind of everyone saw through their ploy and went, oh, this is their way of getting people off just gold and pushing them toward Game Pass because Game Pass, even though it's fifty, okay, Game Pass Ultimate is fifteen a month. It's just a way better value at that point yeah. because it's like, look, if I'm going to be paying $120 a year for just gold, I might as well pay the, what, 180 a year to have Game Pass Ultimate. So I get, in addition to the multiplayer, theoretically, that gold grants me, plus games with gold, I get this entire Game Pass library on both PC and Xbox and streaming devices. It was pretty obvious that's what they were trying to do. Right. It didn't work because, again, the internet flipped its shit and went what the fuck are you doing Mm. and 
I think that in night, the middle of a global economic crisis, right. and there's a bunch of people yeah. like living with their parents, and like, please don't raise my, sh- please don't double my rates just so I it's, can like. It's bad enough we have to read about our screen time on the front page, of the New York fucking Times. <laughs> yeah. So it, it uh, they rolled it back that night. They were like, okay, uh, sorry, canceled. Um, I thought that was all. That was all really interesting. It was like less than one week. Like, never mind. Okay. Yep. I, I, I I'm to be honest though, it kind of we were chatting. I was like. I don't know. As a guy who's a Game Pass subscriber, I don't know why they still have live. I, it feels. But, but I, I, I'm not a. I'm not a um, ultimate subscriber. Okay. Yeah, but that's my mistake because, like, I I know I need to roll those in together. Because yeah, you get them together at that point. But it, it feels so archaic for them to the audacity to charge for multiplayer. You will save. You will save so much money on a <laughs> ultimate live uh, su- subscription. It's ridiculous to talk yeah. about. You are you are the dummies, but but people don't want to change. They don't want to be told that like their 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 bill is doubling, even right. though like again, if we, I, I said this on one one podcast or another, but um, Netflix has secretly done that to you for years. Like your yeah. Netflix subscription has doubled, and it's like it's been like fifteen years now. But like it is, you are paying over double what you. Oh man, seven dollars! How can I? How can I not do this? And like, well, it's now twenty dollars. Yeah, Netflix want. used to be ten dollars a month, and that yeah. was when it was discs. And then it was like, oh, digital only eight dollars. No, it was five ninety nine a month. Yeah, like um, yeah. when we started podcasting. Yeah. Now, so I, I, for me, I'm just like it. It just feels weird that anyone is out there paying for multiplayer. And frankly, the games with gold they've been offering aren't the greatest lately. Like they are almost exclusively ex. <laughs> the games with gold, uh, games with gold should just be called like. Here are the Xbox 360 games we allowed you to download because the- <laughs> none of them are noteworthy for any other reason. I mean, I know they can't do it now, especially after the reaction to this. I think they should just drop games with gold and be like, "Hey, our offering is Game Pass." Is Game Pass? Yeah, with with multi- with free multiplayer. Like the, our offering is Game Pass. You should have Game Pass Silver. Yeah, if like uh, a low price version of Game Pass Silver, you don't get all these games. But here's here's what you would get with gold, Game Pass Gold. Um, right. I like I'm not an idiot. I know that um I'm drunk right now, but I also know that um. <laughs> There's an ex, uh, running multiplayer games on this platform is expensive and it's not free. There, and, there are servers that they pay for, but frankly, Microsoft owns so many fucking servers for true. like Azure and stuff like that. It's come on, come on, come on. That's all the news that's fit to play. Yeah. All right. Community segment, as always, segmenting our community. Our last week's question of the week was, uh, inspired by Hitman, what's your favorite everyday item to use as a weapon in a game? Uh, on VigiGamePocalypse.com, E. Hyundai says, my answer comes from the timeless <laughs> RPG masterpiece Fallout New Vegas. I just finished getting fisted by a reprogrammed security robot, so I took a second to bask in the absurdity of the situation before leaving the building. It was then that I was accosted by a small gang of 50s housewives adorned with curled hair and pink sundresses, brandishing rolling pins. I then proceeded to turn them into piles of gore in glorious slow-mo and claimed a rolling pin for myself. (laughs) That rolling pin, although much less effective than a super sledge or machete, would go on to be my primary melee weapon for the rest of my playthrough. (laughs) 
I remember that sex robot. And I was like, it, like, it leads you to think like, oh, you're going to program a sex robot. It's going to be sexy. And it's like Robbie the robot. Uh, like the, the big bulky 1950s robot was like, oh, may we get it on, master? It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Booster Duck says the engineer's wrench in Team Fortress 2. It was a tough choice between that and the scout's baseball bat and Demo Man's drinking bottle, but it's a wonderful gameplay mechanic to have the, uh, Engi energy run around. Oh, engineer, like the engineer. Got it, got it. Whacking his machines for upgrades and repairs. Uh, It's also hilarious having him hit any suspicious teammates to make sure that there's no spy sapping my sentry. Okay, cool. That is, there's a lot of Team Fortress 2 slang in there that I'm sorry. Spy sapping my sentry. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. I've just seen that phrase a lot. Catch your rat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nick Turner says, 100% nothing beats the satisfying dong of the frying pan, like Tony said. Uh, My favorite iteration of this is the Dead Rising. Uh, It's Dead Rising where you can also heat heat the pan up on a stovetop and melt the zombies' faces shut with it. A good runner-up for me would be the oil barrel. Yes, this disqualifies me. Uh, every day since my dad kept one in the backyard for burning evidence slash garbage, garbage. And mm-hmm. <laughs> this man just incriminated his dad. On the Doesn't show. Donkey Kong Country have oil barrels? Or am I remembering something else? Like those barrels. are ditty barrels, and they contain your your best friend. Mm, yeah. yeah, as you do. Yeah. Uh, Robert Beach says this may be in my fantasies, but toasters you can two hand melee them. You can throw them. You can use them like a flail by its cord. And if it's big enough, you can stick someone's hand in one. You forgot you can also drop them in water and electrocute them. Mm, That's true. It was written by like a poem. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah, that was like a haiku of of toaster murder. Put wings on them. They're a great screensaver. Matthew Blanco. Matthew White. uh, It's Matthew Blanco. Says, a panhead shovel. Mainly because it's lethal and useful. Once you're done dispatching who or what needs to be killed, you now have the tool to bury it and hide the evidence. The sound it makes using it to hit someone or something is hilarious and can make light of the whole killing task at hand. Again, a listener just incriminated themselves on our show live. No, like- no, 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 no. <laughs> because uh, I was I was on dating apps where like, what's your zombie survival plan? I'm like, What's wrong with the shovel? Like, I'll kill everyone with the shovel and bury them with it. And only in video games is like that deteriorate. Hmm. Play Far Cry Five. They make great javelins. Have Shovels. you ever owned a shovel? Did it ever deteriorate? Hmm. I I do own a shovel, and no, it is not. But no. I, have I imagine if I, was, if, if I was if I was banging it stuff, it's the best zombie apocalypse weapon ever. Like for hitting people in the face, if you need to bash a brain, that is not true. As my dad hole. is a construction guy, I have, there's lots of broken shovels in our past, or the fucking splinters they give you with the wood handles. No, yeah, thank but you. you guys are doing like fucking horseshit, like. Ringling Brothers seesaw nonsense on those shovels. Like, I've seen construction sites. No, oh, yeah, we just I lay them out you're... for someone to step on and flap, hit him in the face. Womp. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> shovels and rakes, as yeah. far as the eye can see. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Again, oh. play Far Cry 5. Just throw them like spears. It's great. Um, you want to read the Twitter one, Chris? Yes. Uh, when we find the meteor, we'll find Dr. Wawi. Sa- is that his whole name? That I is guess, his yeah. whole Twitter. Um, <laughs> when we find the meteor, we'll find Dr. Wawi. Uh, 
Do buildings count as everyday objects? Because in those uh, Godzilla fighting games from the early 2000s, you could pick up entire buildings and throw them at your opponents. That was fun. Um, now someone needs to make a new game uh, based on Godzilla versus Kong so that I can uh, use that goddamn axe that Kong looks to have fashioned out of a kaiju bone in one of Godzilla's dorsal spikes. Um, did you guys like the trailer? Bump that shit into my veins. I very much did. I, I, none of it makes sense. Don't think about it too much. It's wonderful. Yeah. Did we see the trailer as if I didn't change the cover image of the Facebook group to Kong punching Godzilla in the mm. face? Come on, it's, man. It's, I, I don't like Godzilla being a villain. I hate that shit. I really do. Mm. Um, I, I was wondering... In that trailer, he's clearly the heel and Kong's the face. I bet they're going to do a Godzilla face trailer with Kong as the heel, or I, I would hope they would. Hmm. Here, here, Here's my sad theory, is that um, to Toho is an asshole when, when it comes to everything, and they really are, hmm. is that they only allowed them to remake the first one. And we just had that conversation on our chat. Like, uh, there's two separate endings to the... Godzilla King Kong no there never was like King Kong wins because he was the bigger star period <laughs> um and I I hate that idea the same way I hate it <laughs> and when I when I worked on DuckTales Remastered we couldn't make new shit I mean I I would be surprised if like there wasn't something where like oh another kaiju shows up and they join forces it's like Batman v Superman that'll probably happen yeah yeah yeah, I think I've even seen the memes out there. Like, what did you say your mother's name yeah. was? Mothra. Yeah. Okay. Why did you but, say but, that but, name? Why did you say that name? Mothra. King Kong is no better. At, and I really hated, the, really hated the Godzilla movies. I really don't like them. They're so bad. Um, I, I I saw someone comment like Shin Godzilla would kick both their asses because yeah, Godzilla Shin is, Godzilla is the shit. Shin, that, Shin that, Godzilla, the is legendary a movies disaster. are Godzilla movies are terrible, and I don't care about that Godzilla at all. So it, I'm fine with him being a villain because the Skull Island, that shit was great. King yeah. Kong is awesome. Yeah. And I, I also think like people are overthinking this and saying like, well, Godzilla can do this and this and this and Kong's just a monkey. And like, no, 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 no. No. The only way to approach this is by hearing Sunday, 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 Kong yeah. versus Godzilla. Like it's a monster <laughs> truck pull of a movie. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it's <laughs> for. <laughs> it's pro yeah. wrestling. Who cares? Yeah. Watch the fucking show. If you like wrestling, King Kong has none of the powers Godzilla does. That's true. So the idea that he finds something that reflects things onto something means he's already in an underdog character, yeah. and, and King it, Kong a, is poised to the win face this movie. Thing. It's David Goliath, man. This yeah, is it's, like it's King Kong is the face ingenuity. of this movie, and I'm I'm with that as a bigger King Kong fan that I am of Godzilla. But like Godzilla's, I've been waiting my whole life to see this done. I want them to be equal on equal footing. Are you and guys telling not. me people on the internet overthink things? No, like I'm never. Sorry. I'm sorry. What? I would never say something so horrible. <laughs> well, J.D. Buffett would say something horrible. He'd say something not safe for work because his favorite all-time weapon is the prodigious purple personal pleaser from Saints uh. Row the Third. That's it. No explaining myself this week. Uh, Aubergine? Sure. Yeah. There's probably well, a terrible gift you can make out of that's, that's me British and Cheryl. That's British for eggplant. Or I'm waving around a purple dildo. That thing was not cheap. Mm. No, but it was yeah, a right. lot of fun to, to thrash dudes with. I mean, Chris, you want to pay good money if, you, if you're going to be using that thing the way it's intended. You don't want to buy the cheap no. one, my friend. I already invoked my friend Cheryl's name. Don't, no, no. It, 
It was a real dildo that I held in a suit. It sucks. Oh, damn. I think I remember that, actually. You were there. It yes. was on the roof of our building. Yeah, I was dressed as a wizard. Uh, it was great. Uh, and finally, a you old so-and-so says, I am also glad Matt went right to the bicycles. Literally the first thing that came to mind to come up with another yo-yos. This can double as my answer for last week's question on dead genres. Star Tropics and Yonoid and Goonies 2 fans have been waiting too long for more yo-yo action. Actually, having recently played and finished River City Girls, favorite weapon in that game was the yo-yo. It yeah. feels fucking amazing to hit people. That was with great. That I, I I won a theater theoretical argument about zombie apocalypse and I'm uh, the zombie apocalypse, and I was just going to duct tape string around a billiard ball and swing it mm. where I need, needed it to be, but that is a yo-yo. Isn't that in like a Tarantino movie, or maybe that's in the Battle Royale movie? Like, I mean, it's, no, it's but, basically in Watch Dogs too. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was my idea. No, it didn't. It was like 10 years ago. <laughs> All right. Finally, we have a video answer from Mike Amari, who says, Hey, VGA crew. Mike Amari here with the question of the week. Question of the week, of course, was which everyday object do you like using as weapons in video games when given the option to? Uh, thinking about this question, really Dead Rising usually is the first thing to come to mind uh, because they give you so many different options, so many different kind of oddball. In the first game, it was all things you can find in a mall. Later on, you have Chuck Green and 2 allowing you to duct tape things together, and that just keeps getting bigger and bigger as the series goes on to more insane detail. Uh, one of my favorites from that first game is the ability to mix a bunch of smoothies, and you have a smoothie that you can literally have an atomic loogie that you can headshot zombies with that's pretty awesome Gross. another favorite obviously is of course you know me being a pugilist is using just you know my two friends thunder and lightning here whenever a video game allows me to i love being able to do unarmed strikes and be able to kind of like knock a guy out or if they give me super strength being able to kind of like knock someone's head off or do ma massive damage with my fists um though the king of all of this though the, the the best the everyday object that if i'm given the option to i'll use as a weapon is yes the automobile the deadliest thing in America, mm. the American car, the thing that kills probably more people than almost anything in this country, uh, is my favorite weapon to use in video games. Open world games has made the car a viable option for combat. And I'm not even talking about things like Twisted Metal where you have guns and stuff. I'm just talking about driving in that Oldsmobile, running people down, ramming them off of bridges, putting them into water. Just the amount of ways I can do massive damage with a car is astounding. Uh, I love when they give you the option of jumping out while it's still running. One of my favorite things to do when things like GTA or Sleeping Dogs or stuff like that was to get a car nice and damaged, get it on fire so it's about to explode, point it at a large group of enemies and jump out and then just boom, watch that thing become an uh, improvised explosive device um, right there on the screen. So yeah, the American automobile, just the best thing to use as an everyday object. Uh, yes. in video games. The, the I want to thank you guys for listening to me this week. I look forward to being with you again next week. Oh, thank you. Yeah, cars. Fun to ram into people. I mean, my one in of video my games, only. games is, is to beat up cars, you know, yes. Street Fighter 2 action. Oh, man. Like, did you ever play Liberty City Stories? You could totally beat up cars in that. It was great. Yeah. Like, awesome. I, I actually did a video once to see, like, okay, how long just punching a car does it take to make it blow up? And I did it. Eventually, it took a few minutes, right. but you can do it. Nice. That's a pre-GTA 4 kind of thing. You mm -hmm. could punch a car till it blew up. Yep. yep. Did you have exactly. to take the drugs first? Like, I remember nope. if you took no. the drugs in those games. No. I remember I did, I did like, a thing for Games Rider on, like, things you probably haven't done in Liberty City Stories. And, like, beat up a car was one of them. And just, yeah, had a video of uh, 
Tony Cipriani just punt going just going ham punching a van and until like the doors came off and everything it eventually started smoking and blew up and it was like, Yeah, you just put it down with your fists like your granddad probably did in the big one. <laughs> uh anyway, new question of the week. Uh thank you to everyone who answered. Uh new question What's the next video game series that deserves the anime treatment? Boy howdy, I thought a lot about this and I think uh Macross should get its own anime. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. Uh, Ronma one half. That should get its own anime. I did. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Past Macross, uh, I kind of lose anime knowledge. Now, I, so like, for for me, this is this is very hit or miss. Like I, I have lived through a lot of bad anime adaptations of video games over the years. Like there's the Dante's Inferno one. Uh, there was a Mass Effect one, which I never watched to be fair, but it didn't look that interesting. Uh, and, and so like it would take a lot to convince me to watch a video game anime. And so I'm thinking like, well, what's a game that I love enough or a property that I love enough that I would actually want to watch it. And uh, first thing that comes to mind is Scott Pilgrim, which is cheating, but if you did an anime based specifically on the game, that would be awesome. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. I, I would watch that. Oh, cool. Like uh, Zelda, yeah, okay. I would watch that. Um, right. I'd be too interested not to. God of War, it's just a little too easy. You're like, oh, you're just going to do some sort of edgy thing that is not essential to understanding the games. But maybe it would be really good. Who knows? All right. Mine, mine popped into my head immediately and is the best answer. And I don't want Chris to steal it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going mm -hmm. out there with mm -hmm. it. Punch out. Punch oh, Out huh. is an anime. You got these huh. huge, beautiful sprite characters that have the, the latest e episode of Padukan, by the way. Yeah, they they have these outlandish mm -hmm. personalities. It's the perfect anime. Plus, there have been some really good boxing anime that kind of copy Punch Out in certain ways. There's a there's an anime that uh, TL Foster recommended to me that is one of my favorites. It's called Megalobox. It follows this guy. He's a box like boxers in the future use these like robotic rigs, and his whole deal though. He doesn't use the rig, and that's how he works. He, he gets noticed. So he's basically like Little Mac. He's fighting these dudes that are like in these robotic like mech suits, and he's just hand-to-hand, -hand, and it's, it's awesome. It's perfect for it because like, like Punch-Out, every guy Little Mac encounters is like – you learn like, oh, wow, you weigh 100 pounds more than me, and you have this one move that can knock me out in one punch. Right, which is don't very anime, shonen anime, yeah. like a big, big boss fight. So I, I think, I think Punch-Out would make a mwah anime. I was um, just going to say Dark anime? Souls because I, I don't give a shit. Dark Souls is Castlevania. Huh? Yeah. Um, now, never mind. Leave me alone. No, Blood, Bloodborne or Dark Souls both yeah. would make pretty excellent. Although the I would be really on never board talk. with Dark Souls if uh, if the characters just they talk but their mouths never move and they never make eye contact with each other. They're just sort of staring off into the distance. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So. What is a game that you would love to see an anime adaptation of? Let us know. Don't let my poo-pooing the concept put you off. Uh, go to <laughs> vidgamapocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 404 or uh, visit us. 404. Exactly. That's what I was going for. Uh, go to a... Facebook, the official Laser Time community. There'll be a thread there where you can talk about it or ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. And we will read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Fellas, what do you got cooking? 
There's many times. Oh, oh, there's a new episode of Laser Time Out. Leave me alone. I'm tired. Oh. Best movies of 2020s, I believe. Yeah, my, my, my life is not good right now, and you got a, good, a great podcast out of it, so suck a dick. Not Thanks right. for being a patron. What a, what a wonderful plug. <laughs> Go listen to my thing, suck a dick. Yeah, I will suck a dick. Thanks. <laughs> I don't like like I'm this close to not doing this, so like uh, uh d- enjoy it or don't. Leave me alone. <laughs> Once you finish sucking that dick, head on over to Patreon.com/LaserTime and give us money. Uh, and then also check me out on Twitch. I've been streaming some games lately. I, I tried streaming Hitman Three, but they wouldn't let me through the Xbox's native streaming app. So I have to, I have to figure that one out and get it working. But in the meantime, I did stream some other stuff. I played a little bit of one of this week's games. I played Cyber Shadow online, uh, which thank you guys uh, for watching that. But check me out. I stream a couple times a week, usually on uh, Tuesdays, Fridays, and then on the weekends. And then a Monday Night Movie will make its glorious return probably next month. Um, we will come back and and do something cool. I can assure you there, and that is Twitch.tv slash. M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N. If you want to know when I'm going live, follow me on Twitter at the same handle, Maddie C. Allen. So there you go. Once again, you can find us online at vigigameapocalypse.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparas on Twitter. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z, not E-Z. Anyway, that has been our show. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. but optometrist not a doctor but has worked diagnosing an iropractor